0: Loree Duffy, certified coach and founder of A Mindful Journey. Welcome to Aligned and Awakened, the podcast. I believe that our circumstances don't create our destiny, our choices do. Aligned and Awakened features heartfelt stories from women who inspire me. Each of these women has used adversity to find their power and lead a purposeful life through their command of choice. Come listen with me. Wake up and be inspired to make change in your own life. Your journey to awakening your inner truth starts now. Welcome back to part two of this incredible conversation with Colleen St. Michaels, where she continues to share her wisdom and insight. Sit tight and get ready to hear more lessons from this renowned intuitive. I received a huge surprise. Let's listen.
1: Every person has their growth rate, too. Just because someone's 24 doesn't mean that they should be dot, dot, dot. 18 needs to be taken off the map when it comes to people's mental interpretations of young people becoming adults because it's physically killing them. It's that when they turn 17, they're thriving, that they're becoming a young adult, and as soon as they're 18, it's like this expectancy for them now to adult. And there was nothing different from day 365 to day one of 18. And that is what is, I see so many young people that are struggling with anxiety and panic and this mental war that's going on within them and the confusion because they keep believing they should be in a different space than where they are. And then they keep perpetuating the same cycle over and over again because they are becoming paralyzed. And the reality of it is is that yeah, this 18-year-old may be this person, but they're on their chart. And this one may be over here. And that's okay too. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I I have three 19-year-olds. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you make that transition smoother for them?
1: What I find is that when I work with young people whose parents have kids, somewhere along the line, some great aunt somewhere said, you're the man now. Uh-huh. and it's not why? It's not a an assignment. The reality of it is that that is such an inner pressure that it's like, why are they the man now? No, everyone has their seat in this family. Right? Everybody has a seat in their life. We're not taking over the roles of I raise my kids by myself. I am still my children's mom, even though I do a dual role, they only have one mom. so that is my seat. So in confusion, people tend to jump seats. Oh, I'm playing the role of dad. Oh, I'm playing the role of friend. Oh, I'm playing the role of sibling. Oh, I'm playing the You're just getting yourself busy. <laughs> so in understanding it is that your job is mom and each of those triplets are their own fingerprint. And I have to laugh because I have a 21 year old and I have a 13 and my 21 year old, she's confused. She doesn't know where she's going, what she wants to do. And I said, Gianna, try everything and fail. Just try. And she's like, that's the worst mom (laughs) advice anyone (laughs) It's fabulous. And I said, Gianna, standing still just gives more time for the mind to work up more stories. When you're in motion, at least you're trying to see what it is you don't want. And that piece of it freedom actually got her angry at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like she's like, what kind of mom vice is that? I'm like, because she, most people don't do life because they're afraid of failure. On my mirror, I have Colleen, you're going to fail. Neutralize yourself with the word and you're not afraid, first attempts and learn. So in, in that mantra, because I was afraid of everything. I said no to everything. Do you want to do this? No. Do you want to ski? No. Do you want to go do this? No. Because my mind would be like, "You're going to get hurt, or you're going to do this. This is going to happen to you." So I always said no, even though my inside was like, "Yeah, maybe it would be nice to try it." I'd be like, "Shush, push <laughs> it down." Like, "Nope, oh, shush." We say no to things, and the more I started to say yes to things, the more I realized I wasn't that person that was insecure in my head as much as I thought I was. Because the more time I isolated myself, the more time I had convincing stories of why I wasn't enough to be that, that, that. Mm. No, I absolutely agree. And it's very interesting because when my husband passed, I asked friends and family to invite me to do things that I've never done before that I was a little fearful of. You are leap years Oh, oh. ahead of where most people's starting point is with vocalizing, To people, what it is you need to feel supported, which is huge, 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 huge. Yeah. Thank you. you. But one of my fears was driving, particularly into the city. And my one girlfriend said, That was my my big, yeah, 35 when I drove over the bridge by myself going into Philadelphia. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. She said, We are going to the Brooklyn Bridge. We're going to walk the Brooklyn Bridge and we're going to drive into the city and you're driving. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And we did it. And I did it. And I felt I felt like such a big girl and I was business. Is that an amazing, job. funny, great feeling? So liberating. But Colleen, we left the city. We were just about to get on, you know, to make the turn to go towards the Lincoln Tunnel. And in huge letters, Graffiti on this big building that said fearlessness. Ah, got the chills. Take a picture of that. That yeah. is there for me and it's from Kevin and I'm sure of it. Oh you my gosh, I love that. it. You know, so that's the confirmation.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it, it's just interesting because another lesson I've learned in working with the afterlife is that if it's our, not our time to go, it's not our time to go. So there's a few different conditions that play different roles of when the soul's destiny is beginning and ending. But we're predestined with our birth dates and our end dates coming into the game. When our soul comes here, yep. it's known when we will leave. If it's not our time to go, it is not our time to go. There is, It is a non-negotiable. Right? Because if you think about it, have you ever seen someone who has gotten in a tragic car exit, Right, The car is mangled but they leave with a scrape. Mm-hmm. That is the only time that our guardian angels can intervene into our humanness if it is not our exit. Point. So that is what someone could be on a two foot ladder, fall and pass away. And then this person falls off a building and lives to talk with them. Right. So our angels come and save us because it's not so we have our two guardian angels. So we have two guardian angels that are not people that we have ever done life with. They have done our entire soul's evolution process. Angels are light beings. So they are messengers of God. Right? So they are, they take the male, the female, because it's the energies that they infuse into our being. We are light. Our souls are light. They are of light. So when angels surround and support us, we have assigned guardian angels that do our life's incarnations with us. They don't move around. It's not grandpa. It's not somebody. It's not your husband. Guardian angels are specific to our soul's journey. And whatever incarnation we're taking, however many lives, they'd the hardest job in the angelic world because imagine loving something so much and watching them consistently hurt themselves or not listen to themselves or stand up for things that are hurting them. And you, because we're governed between free will, free choice, right? So often what happens is people want to say, like, you would say, oh, Kevin, fix this one. But yet you won't let Kevin fix it because every solution he puts in front of you, you say no to. The number one missed request from the divine is that we ask for help. Someone comes in the humanness to help us and we tell them no. And then we go back to our knees and we start praying and say, why haven't you answered my prayer? Oh, so, but he sent the person. Correct. If we're not intuitively getting it through our GPS, they will then send the humanness to say, hey, can I help you out with that? And I, no, 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 no. Information always goes through us first. And if we are not receiving it, then it will be sent to the troops on the ground. Because here we have separation. In the afterlife, we're all one. It's we creating from one source life. So when we have this thing where we don't allow people to help us, which I was also the club president of being so imbalanced, I was just the giver. I never would receive. And the reality is we have to receive because that's how divine supports us. It aligns you with the right people, the right situations down here to help us into that next level. Because on the collective level, people look at separation. On the soul level, we know that we want that teammate to win. We don't have competition. So when there's that person that comes through, it's asking yourself, how does this feel? And then starting to say yes gently because we've become more balanced when we're both giving and receiving. And so when it comes to that whole like, spectrum of how the afterlife works, they cannot intervene in our free will. So we can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and, pray and, pray and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. But if you don't open the door They cannot just bust into our life and start rearranging. So the beauty of it is our guardian angels, if it's not our time to go, they do move into our life because they are stepping up and stepping in because they're the soul's protectors. Here we look at passing as a negative. It's a gift to them because it's a reunion back home. For us, we look at it, we're not taught how to live without that person. We're conditioned to build relationships with people. We're not taught how to live without them. Mm. We spiritually evolve and go into our soul's consciousness and wisdom. We're then able to have an understanding differently about the past. Not that you like it, but it helps with the acceptance. Mm. I have a question. When Kevin Soul came here, was his assignment or part of his assignment to teach me or my kids? Every single soul is a teacher and a student. What happens is that a lot of us stray from our organic soul's path. And how I can explain that is that when people behave poorly and they do things that maybe, you know, are not very nice, that's not the soul's doing. That is the humanness, the free will. That, and it doesn't mean their soul's not there. It means it's like having a coffee table and having it completely cluttered with magazines and cluttered with old crap and just piled with trash. It is an interruption between you seeing the wood grain on that coffee table because all the clutter is on it. Mm-hmm. that's what happens with life when it becomes very heavy and different experiences and anger's not felt with and taught properly and resentments kicked in and all these different things that we can't see what's happening on the inside. The response to someone's pain is how they react on the outside. That's what we see. Right, right. right? So when we clear that coffee table up, we then can have a better relationship with our intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not fluttered with the layers of life, the magazines, the lighties. And the newspaper from the 70s. So it's like clearing out that old data. So when you're asking, it's like, did he come here to teach? Yes, we all come here to teach, to, to co-create life with one another, to cohabitate, to co-create. We're all here to love, but it's different than human love. Because human love can hurt. Mm. It can be manipulated. It can be twisted. God love, source love, is the love that is between soul to soul and has no break in whatever world you're in. So whether you're in this life or the afterlife, there is no break because that love is a consistent source. And it's the one thing that is fluent in both worlds on the higher levels of love, not the abused version of love that we often see here. Right, right. My angels are telling me yeah. to share this, but it's not, if we look at the, the big picture, not everybody loves the same way. And I think that was one of my hardest lessons is because I love deep. Like, I'm a scuba diver lover. I love deep. I love with depth. I love with... I mean, it's deep and loyal. So I always felt rejected because I felt like I was never reciprocated with the love that I gave. Mm. And I always felt very rejected. And I always felt like, dim it down, Kyle. Like, pull it back or is it... Too much. And it's like, no. So, it, it's going through many, many years of just a very unhealthy living way, I could always come out of that 17 years knowing that I had no apologies for the way I love because it was pure and it was in, with intense honesty. What someone else did with it belonged to them, not me. So, most people tend to pull back and start guarding their heart. Because of someone else's disrespect to the love that's organic. And then we end up shortchanging ourselves for healthy partnerships because we think it's us that is rejected. And one of the most beautiful growth tools that I've learned and I teach is that not everybody lear- loves the same way in the human way. Mm-hmm. And what that means is I'm a scuba diver, but the person I was historically with was a snorkel. And it did not mean that he did not love me because he did, but he was shallow breathing. Mm -hmm. He could only be in shallow water. So I would swim up and be like, Hey, look at the water down here. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. And pull it down. Well, that person can't breathe because their tube fills up. So they go back up. Right? Mm -hmm. So if anyone out there is feeling like this disrespect and love, it's honoring yourself to know that, that no love is wrong and who you love. It's, loving yourself in the process you know it's giving to you and feeding that out it's a constant source so when people are often like why do i keep attracting the same person with a different face mm. with the same person it's because you are attracting them because your energy is pulling that in to validate your unworthiness that you hold within you oh yes if you've attracted snorkelers historically it doesn't matter the pain Painted picture that someone gives you, you're going to attract a sort if you don't shift the relationship with yourself. Because when I I used to say when I was dating myself for two years, mm-hmm. and I dated myself, and I would say, God, thank you for my healthy partner. And I would say, Thank you for my healthy partner and align my heart with the love that I give. And when I would go out, because I was dating myself. I literally would put angels around me, wingtip to wingtip. And my friends would be like, oh, we feel so bad. Like no one ever talks to you when you're out. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? (laughs) Because I have a team of angels around me saying I have already done crazy. Like (laughs) I've already done FF. So let's keep everybody away because I still was not holding my self-love vibration strong enough that if you put me in a room with 50 people and one had a broken wing, I'd be like, (laughs) I didn't want it, but it was an energy that I was familiar with. So I took that time to deprogram my volunteer for being mistreated. I volunteered it. Someone does something once and, and everything after that is a volunteer. You can own that. And it took me Five, six months to own that I was a volunteer because I had an agenda that could fill years worth of blaming and pointing fingers at, I volunteered for it because the first time it didn't feel right. The first time it wasn't right, I always had a choice. I just didn't like my choice. Mm-hmm. So I kept adapting my life, kept adapting my life, kept adapting my life, and I just completely stepped out of myself, Completely.
0: Trying to adapt your life
1: to those around you instead of being aligned with who you truly were. Navigating chaos. Yeah. yeah. I adapted my life to chaos and I was not a chaotic person. So keep the manager of it going. And this is something most women do. And Colleen, isn't it true that someone can only love you as much as they love themselves? Wounded people wound. So it's like when, if you are a person who just gives and gives and gives and gives, The organic alignment of energy is that you're going to attract a take. Mm, Yeah. you You can't negotiate that. You're going to attract a take because of the fact that there's something in you that doesn't feel valuable enough. This is so good. I just have to pause for a second. It's
0: just so good. And it's so pure and it's so wonderful for people to hear. And I can't even thank you enough for sharing with me and for
1: sharing with my community all this like beautiful language and understanding of who we are and what we're meant to do and, and this earth being our classroom. I love this. Like this, to see you. And that's one of the first things I said to you was, to listen, it's like sometimes the part that we feel like it's breaking us is not to break us to just melt into existence. It's the Phoenix. It's like breaking us to build off. And when we rise into that, because people often will say to me, You probably never had a hard day in your life. Like, the people think as I talk to angels that I'm just given the map of life. Hell no. The mala beads and the beauty and these ads about spirituality where everyone's like just chilling. Literally, it's more realistic to say you rock in the corner sometimes and you literally pray and you feel like the world's coming in on you. That's the realistic, right? So when we're going through the birth canal of life, sometimes it does feel like it's really tough because we're purging out things that aren't aligned with us. And sometimes it scrapes our heart, right? And it's sometimes uncomfortable. So don't get disillusioned by thinking that you've lost something when you're feeling great, feeling great, feeling great, and then it's when you hit this wall. Use that as an indicator that you're leveling up, right? Because a lot of times people think that they just need to go back to their old ways because the spiritual high of the newness has worn off. It's not about the spiritual decor and throwing sage around. Yes, all those things are phenomenally important, but it is about doing this for you because no one on the other side ever said, I wish I would have dimmed my light a little more. And that's why they want to amplify us here to give us signs, to give us messages like, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. What do our angels say in us? Perfect, God source light with all the capabilities, not the mental chat. We are to be partnering with us, to partner with the world bring our purpose out. And if you don't know your purpose, don't worry about it. Guess what? I don't either. Well, and I hear sometimes
0: from what you were saying, like I call it breaking open. Sometimes we just break open and that's when it's like we evolve the most. It's
1: like in, in, so and in the container, right? You're stretching the container. I know when I resist my growth, I look nine months pregnant my physical body puts on weight when i am resistant of change and i'm not talking like day one <laughs> i'm talking like dragging my toe on the bike if it's going downhill kind of resistance like yes so it's like one of those things where it is a breaking up because how many times have you gone through something and you're like oh my gosh i'm here like i made it through and i'm here mm-hmm. and then I, my guides are very funny because I do have a very sassy, kind of snarky personality. Not negatively mean, but I do have a lot of wit and banter. I appreciate that. <laughs> it does because it allows me to do very challenging work, working with parents who plus kids, working with people who've gone through sure trauma to be able to not hold on to that. Like, I, laughter is a huge expression and a raise in vibration. And it helps our chi to always be moving. I'm thankful that my guide's speaking with you. And so often we look through a people. We're looking through this little tiny people and be like, I made it, I made it up. I made it out the door!" right? And then they snicker and we're like, okay, Kyle, that's cute. <laughs> because this is what we see for you. And they don't give us this in one sitting. People always say to me, why don't we get our life charts? We barely want to do the day we don't know that's coming, much as having a book that lays it all out for us. I can tell you, I wouldn't have shown up to a good 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Well said. <laughs> so better not knowing. Right. Because humanness needs planning. It needs to know. It needs to have this, like, validate to me, then I'll do this. So far out of trust. That's not in the flow. Most people get frustrated, but they can't manifest. Well, they're out of flow because they're trying to keep it in a container. It's really super easy. Work on this stuff that triggers you, which means I want a new job. That first fear that pops up into your chest that says, oh my God, but I have to support my kids. That is what is blocking the manifestation from coming. That is it. I so absolutely agree. I have a small cleaning service that I've had for like 20 some years. And now I have my coaching business. Well, I still have this
0: really big account. And once COVID hit, you know, we all, the, the girls stopped working. Well, they needed to get back to work and they needed to clean it because they had a lot of, you know, the, the partners felt like they had a lot of liability with clients coming in and yeah. sanitized really well. And we weren't going back yet. So anyway, they got a new cleaning service, my biggest account, right? So my son says to me, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You lost your biggest account. And I said, we are going to use that as a nudge. From the universe from
1: God from our higher source that says you don't need this anymore, you are a really good life coach with a really good, Power. you know, yes. I said, We're not going to look at this as a problem, we're going to look at it as an opportunity. He was like, Okay, <laughs> I don't know. And do you know that week I've never gotten so many new clients? But that's the thing, you created space because lack is an energy, right? You, com- you created the abundance. Consciousness, which means this life we are never without support. We are always supported. So it's everything's vibration. So you vibrated out of that lack of consciousness, so that you could draw in to you the support. And like I said, I never took my clients who are like wanting to start a spiritually based business. I always say to them, the number one thing that derails people from doing it is because the fear of money instantly becomes more powerful than their trust in the universe. And so it's about balancing out that. So I always tell people, hey, if you want to start a side business, spiritually based business, then keep your job and then take two days and allow yourself to feel comfortable in the flow of that position. And then if it's adding another day or taking another thing, we're always in this process of growth. And because we live in this conditioned space where this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen. It creates too much distraction. So the first thing is figure out what you want to do. So think about something that has been coming through your thoughts so much. How often were you getting the reoccurring thought, like like, like, how often were you like Venus and Serena, like smacking it back to the universe, right? Getting your tennis racket and just hitting it back. Ball comes back. If something is aligned on your life chart, you don't miss the opportunity. It always comes back around and it will come at you in different ways. The Mm -hmm. ego is not your amigo. The ego (laughs) is a negative talker in your head. The (laughs) ego is confusing. Ego tries to tell you you're crazy, your family's gonna starve, the whole place is gonna go, you're gonna abandon life because your husband passed the next, and you know your children are on the street. That's the language the ego speaks. It's fear. Your spirit speaks with steps. Step one was you accepted the yes. Okay, yes, I'm going to explore life. That's success because you accepted the first step. Now the universe brings the second step. Now, solidify your vibration and holding the vibration of your second step. Well, then it brings your third step. So we don't get the whole alphabet A through Z, we get letter A. And when we get to Y, D seems very tangible because we have so much success with all the letters behind us. So it is amazing how we're so gifted and our purpose can be presented into the world, but take away the grand belief that we're all meant to be like world famous, right? the biggest impact in our world and every single one of us has it on our life chart is self-love. Every single one of us inhabiting this world, our lesson is self-love. And the second is compassion for out and in. The third is kindness. And the fourth is releasing of judgment against ourselves and others, right? If you were to have like a list, you could see like, okay, here's A or one, right? This would be one A right, would be because self-love is the umbrella and then compassion, respect, kindness. It all starts in here. And when we emanate that out, it creates that full source living. The other stuff, you know, oh, I'm meant to do this. I'm meant to do this. i meant to do this. i meant, meant to do this. Yeah. But how do we get there if we haven't said yes to the first thing? I have failed more times than I, well, I will talk about it because I'm good with it. Someone was to say to me, Colleen, give me your business plan of how you started, I tell them to run. <laughs> mm-hmm. I accepted all of it a thousand times. <laughs> and I learned from everything that I have done. I, I'll write the book of what not to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's so much freedom in that <laughs> vulnerability though. There's so much freedom. It's like when I decided to not want to feel perfect or be perfect or pretend that I was perfect. And just laid it all out there, which is what I did when Kevin got sick. And then, and then we, you know, that it was terminal and it was definitely ALS. I was just like, I'm broken open.
1: You know what I mean? Exactly what we said. I love that you're broken open, right? Because you can't contain, right? You can't keep shoving down. You can't keep pushing back. There's something more expansive that's available for you. Absolutely. And I think
0: that when we're at that place, there's so much freedom there because there's acceptance, there's love, there's just an openness. And I think that that was even a mindful journey and just sharing myself and my journey felt so freeing. This is what it is. You know what I mean? It's okay. And we're going to be okay. And there's so many lessons along the way and so much I want to share because death has a way of teaching us so much about
1: life. It's where we go through. I have um, one of my podcast episodes on La Bayonne was I've died a thousand times in becoming me in this world because I grieve the versions of myself that I have moved away from. And it's not, I'm not judging that girl, but I had to grieve her. And it is a grief because the unknown is that door. but five minutes from now is the unknown and we don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's about honoring the fact that we will die in the living and in the afterlife, they don't even look at. They don't call themselves not dead. <laughs> they never use the words death or die because they look at it as they crossed over. And we have died yesterday because we don't get that back.
0: Wait, say that one more time.
1: They they look like, as crossed over. They will never refer themselves as dead or died. Oh, okay. Because they have crossed over, so they know the truth. They've returned back home. Okay. Here yesterday was a death to us because we never get that back. Okay. They're ever everlasting. So they've crossed into the next realm of dimensional living. So I know it's amazing.
0: At the end of our yoga, it's called corpse pose or shavasana. I meditate a lot. This has never happened again. And I've never had like where I felt like heaven was with me. I so want to feel that, but I just haven't. I dream about
1: him all the time. So, So that's actually a much harder experience to have than it is to do it in the living. Because in the living, the reason is because in the living state, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving. So you're just not present enough to be able to have that experience, right? In the sleep-like state, the soul never sleeps. The soul doesn't need sleep. So it's the physical body that needs rest. And when that rests, the mind rests. So therefore, you're having a soul-to-soul visitation, which is a true visitation. (laughs) When you're having a dream of magnificent form of a reunion because it's with the purest forms both in their original shape of soul to soul. Oh wow. Yeah. So imagine yourself like the day, you're like a sparkler at nighttime it's like, doo, 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 like that's what your soul looks like the the, the divine. Right. So the minds are busy and our bodies are busy and when you're sleeping it's one solid candle. It's uh-huh. just being present and being still, so that's why nighttime is often more active. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I guess I got myself into you know somewhat of a deep meditation, something that has
0: only happened one other time in my life. You know how you think about things, right? There's a difference between thinking about something, and there's a difference between something coming to your thoughts, right? Okay. There's just a difference. Well, it was Kevin hanging down,
1: reaching his hands down, and I was reaching my hands up. And it was the word rise, which is how this community got its name, actually. But- and I'm i have more chills right now. And I, if I could go into explaining that for you. Yes, I would love that. Because what you were seeing at that point is that your soul was activated at that point to start this next mission. So a lot of times, we're, if we're not necessarily trusting of the moment that we're in, uh-huh. but what happens is like, he knows he's a spokesperson that you trust on the other side. Mm-hmm. So therefore he was the deliverer of that message. Mm-hmm. And what that is basically showing you, and that's called your clarescence, which is, or um, excuse me, your, your cognizance, which is your spiritual sight, which means you get the visions inside your head. It's not necessarily projected out. It's like a movie screen or like an image. Oh, for your third eye? It is through your third eye, but it also is very, it moves around. So, you know, I, Believe that I didn't have spiritual sight for about seven years because I was waiting for like the projector in life to open up to see yeah. outward. And it's all so. If I say to you, think of a spoon and close your eyes, think of a spoon, right? And you see, or feel, or sense a spoon, that's your third eye working. So uh, it's very, very organic. It's very natural. It's not something that's like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, you know, so what you were seeing was this imagery. It's like almost like a projection of. And what he was showing you is this was your next, this is your next mission, right? We're soldiers of earth school, we're students of our school. He is one of your ears and eyes in the sky. So guess what? You're getting orders through your headpiece and it's coming through because rise up because he can see the truth in you. He can see what's on your chart. He knows that you trust him. So therefore he's the one who's going to be the one leading you. So and he's healthy in the dream, I'm hearing. And it's like you have always wanted this, but you've always postponed what you wanted for everybody else he thinks. So he's just sharing, is it okay that I connect with him? And he just came through, so that's okay. So I always have to ask permission. So it's more like he is he was the one. What was with his watch? Do you have a watch of his or do you have something that he was specific with with his watch?
0: To work. I don't. It's oh, just,
1: he bought me. He bought me this. Okay. One. Okay. Okay. So that's, he just kept saying, just mention the watcher, just mention the watch, there. And in that whole process, so it's almost like letting, you have to understand is that they know and they're the air behind our breathlessness. Sometimes life can take our breathless. Imagine they have this little hose and they're going to be the air that helps us to keep momentum. They're going to help us the air that gives us our wings. The thing is we need to ask, right? We consistently need to just say, thank you for your support. Thank you for helping me. Because what you do and just saying the generic thank you You're not being specific to have attachment. You're allowing flow to come through to present to you exactly where you want to grow and how you want to be. You know, it's about staying in your lane, not worrying about what somebody else is doing in your industry and somebody else is doing. Stay in your lane. He just said, put your blinders on. And he's saying, it's like making sure that you balance out your life, that you're just not giving to one area to deflect from the other, because he's saying it's about balance. And it's like you trust it. Right? Because you had been getting, he's saying you'd been getting the nudges previous to that moment in the Shavasana. And he's saying you've been getting the nudges previous to it, but it's like Kevin approved it. It's like Kevin approved. He kind of stamped it, right? (laughs) And he's saying it's not that you ever needed his approval, but you had such a mutual love and respect for each other that you accepted and trusted that feeling because it just felt too pure. It felt, because he keeps showing me your heart, It, it was such a pure, Message. He's proud of you for staying in it because it did take your breath away, and you wanted to be like. Does that make sense? I've never had such a pull to do something than this coaching business, but I struggled so much with really
0: putting myself out there. I struggled that that people were going to judge me. There was this worry about putting myself out there too much. I was in a salon, and a song Rise came on by Armada Day. I think her name yeah. is Rise Up, and I was like, oh,
1: Rise right Up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love this song. And then I was like, oh my gosh, rise. Remember Kevin said, rise. We all need to rise. I need to rise. Yeah. I need to pull myself and stop dimming my light and just yeah. being quiet in my house yeah. where nobody can see me. And I need to put myself out there and be able right. to work with those who judge me, because for the ones that need me, I will be available. And that's the greatest lesson of listening and loving into it because the reality of it is it's like no one really gives a shit as much as you do about your insecurity so stay in your lane do your work do your passion well and this is for anybody who's listening you're meeting most people when they've gone through the bullshit Mm -hmm. so don't compare your start to where you're meeting them at because most people don't put their bullshit out Mm -hmm. i'm super happy to share the sloppy part Because there's a realness in it and there's a growth in it. So be sloppy, but be passionate. Forget about what anybody else is doing. Yeah, make peace with the lady in the mirror. Yeah, because she was my enemy. You can't heal something you hate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so true. Well, and I think that so many of us think or believe that we can change things on the outside. And that's going to change the inside when the truth is until we change the inside, nothing will change on the
1: outside. Oh, god, yeah. Thank you enough. I mean, you have given us so much of your wisdom, your knowledge, your spirituality, of just your beautifulness.
0: If you loved what you heard today, I would be so grateful if you hit subscribe and leave a review. For more inspiration, find me on Instagram at A mindful journey. LD. I love being part of your everyday journey.